as we come in this house today, Lord, we come with expectancies, Father. Miracles, signs, and wonders, God. God, we thank you right now that we come with uh, healing expectancy, God, anointing expectancy, God. We thank you, Lord, that you will release the word from the man of God, your prophet, God, that you sent here, Lord, and we will receive your word, God, and we will move forward with your word, God, that we will move forward, that this is a season, God, that we know of acceleration. It has been spoken from your prophets, and we move forward, God, as we move in that, Lord, we thank you, God. We give you glory, God. We are going to prepare, God, for your word. We're going to prepare, God, in your holiness. We're going to prepare, God, in your word. We thank you, Lord. We hear you, God. We ask that you give us the mind of Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to get started today. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for miracles. We're ready. Miracles can happen when you believe. Miracles can happen when you receive. In the presence of the Lord, you are free indeed. Miracles can happen. you believe this morning the miracles yeah. come on sing it again when you believe they saw Jesus walk on water but only Peter could believe they heard the Savior tell him come forth and only keep your eyes on me. He makes, he makes impossible things, possible things. That's what he does. Come on and say, he makes impossible things, possible things. When you believe, oh, oh, oh. oh. Oh, when you believe, oh, 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 to Lazarus, heard the Savior tell him, come forth. And he came walking out that grave. He makes, he makes impossible things, possible things. Yeah, that's what he does. He makes, he makes impossible things, possible things. He makes, he makes impossible things, possible things. Impossible things, possible things. When you believe, oh, 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 o
happen. Come on, sing it in. Sing miracles. Miracles can happen when you believe. Miracles can happen when you receive. In the presence of the Lord, you are free indeed. Miracles can happen. Amen. Crucified at Calvary. He bowed his head and said it's finished. In three days he rose just like us. He's alive. Amen. Three days rose as me. Come on, he's alive. Tell somebody he's alive. When you believe. Come on, how do you believe that? Jesus died for your sins, amen? And it didn't just stop right there, but he's alive. Yes, he is. He is alive, amen. We believe, Jesus. We believe, we believe. Come on, sing it. When you believe. Come on, we believe this morning. Cry out to him. 
God, we just want you, Lord. We just want you. We need you, God. We've come ready. We open up our hearts to you today, God, to receive all that you have for us. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come. Come on, just begin to say that. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, move. Spirit, we want you. We want you to come, 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 come. Holy Spirit. Won't you move, Holy Spirit, move, 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 We cry out to you for more today. Holy Spirit, won't you come? Won't you come? Won't you move? Have your way. Have your way. We want you to move. 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 Holy Spirit. worship him give him some praise this morning god we cry out for more we want more of you lord we're hungry come and fill us up holy spirit pour out on us today just to be close to you just to be close to you just to be close to you is my desire sing it to him just to be close to you just to be close to you come on sing it from your heart today just to be close to you is my is my desire just to be close just to be close to you 
just to be close to you just to be close to you is my desire is my desire oh yes come on and sing it to him just to be close to you is where we want to be Is my desire. Come on and sing it out to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to be close. Yeah, yeah. Oh, just to be. Just to be close to you, Father. Just to be close. My is my is my desire. Just to be close to you is my desire. Come on, sing it again. Say, just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. Is my desire. Come on, sing it again just to be. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you. Just to be. Just to be close to you. Is my desire. Just to be close to you. Just to be close to you is my desire. Come on, just tell him how much you love him, how much you need him. God, we're hungry. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you for who you really are. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. For who you really are. Come on, sing it to him. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. For who you really are. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. Who you really are. I want to know. I want to know you. I want to know you. Who you really are. Come on, sing it. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want 
On you are turning all things for my good. Yeah, you really are. You are turning all things for my good. Come on, somebody prophesy with me today. And we declare that you are turning all things for my good. Yeah, you really are. You are turning all things for my good. Yeah, you really are. In my weakness, you are able. Yeah, you really are. In my weakness, you are able. Yes, you are. How many of you know that today? That you can say, in my weakness, you are able, God. Yeah, you really are. Oh, in my weakness, you are able. Yes, you are. Yeah, you really are. We trust you. We we know that you're working for us, oh God. Yeah, you really are. You are my healer. You're the peace speaker. Yeah, you really are. You make way where there seems to be no way. Yeah, you really are. You're my provider, my protector. Come on, just what is he to you today? Just begin to sing it out. You're everything I need. You're my peace. You're my joy. Yeah, you really are. Oh, yes, you're everything, everything we need. Yeah, you really are. I want to know you. Yes, God. Sing it again. Say, I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you for who you really are. Yeah, yeah. We want to know you. Yes, we do. Yes, we do, Lord. Reveal yourself to us today. In my weakness, you are strong. Oh, yes, you are. I don't have to worry. God, I can trust you, Lord. God, we worship you. We want you to speak to us, Lord. Reveal yourself to us, Lord. We want more of you. Yes, we do. Oh yeah, Oh yeah, 
God, we just thank you that you're ministering peace. God, to those that have been having anxiety and worry and fear, we just receive your peace right now that comes by the Holy Spirit. We just receive it right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your healing power. God, for those of us that may have pain or sick in our body, we thank you, God, that you paid the price for our total healing now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for it. We thank you that this is a day of freedom. This is a day of deliverance. So, God, we just thank you that you are in this place, God, to meet every need. Oh, God, you are not the God of just enough, but you are the God of abundance and overflow. And we receive it today, oh, God. We thank you for jobs and better jobs. We thank you that you did not call us or intend for us to live in lack, but we are to live in increase and abundance. So, God, and we break a poverty spirit. We break lack in this atmosphere of worship right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And we call forth jobs. We call forth better jobs. We call forth promotion. We call forth increase. God, I thank you that we are the head and not the tail. That we are above and not beneath. God, that you have given us spiritual authority to come against and break the back of the enemy. God, and I thank you for it. I thank you that we are victorious, that we are mighty in you, oh God. We are mighty in battle because you are on our side, oh God. And together this morning, we break a spirit of witchcraft over this house, over every life, God, over every situation. God, we've come this morning to bombard the gates of hell. Oh, we thank you, Jesus, for a praying church. God, we declare that all doors are open. God, that as we begin to pray, that shackles, addictions, God, bondages are broken in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you that we will never be the same again. And that as we are in your presence this morning, as we receive what you have for us today, God, we bind hopelessness, discouragement, depression. God, suicidal spirits, you have to go. You've got to get out of our house. You've got to get out of our mind. In the mighty name of Jesus, we silence the mouth of the enemy. We thank you for our house. God, and we declare, Lord Jesus, that our whole house shall be saved in the mighty name of Jesus. I wish we had about two or three people in this house who would begin to stir up some things in the atmosphere with me today. That we begin to begin to uh, press in the atmosphere. Oh, we thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are in this house to meet every single need. Oh God, we receive all that you have for you in the mighty name of Jesus. Yeah, you really are. Yes, you really are. Yeah, you really are. You're faithful. You're faithful. Yes, God. Thank you, God, for setting us free. God, thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're turning all things, all things, all things. Turn it around. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, we thank you for hope to be restored, oh God. We thank you, Jesus, for our joy to be restored, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Would you go ahead and pray? Would you pray?
for your faithfulness. Thank you for who you are. Yes, Thank God. you, O oh Lord, for yes, the things that you're doing. Yes, God. When we can't oh, see it, O oh Lord. We thank you, O oh God. We thank you, O oh Lord. You are merciful, O God. You are wonderful, O God. You are faithful, faithful, God, O Lord. In Jesus' name, we're going to step into the presence of God. We're going to do it by faith. We're going to trust him. And in all things, God is going to do it. He's going to perform it for you in the name of Jesus. He said, this is just the beginning of what I'm going to do. That's what she would say. This is only the beginning of what I'm going to do. So just trust him. Put your faith in him and step out on what God's telling you right now. He said, if you will pray it, I will give it to you. What you see, what you see, what you you pray, I will give it to you. Come on, do you receive that today? Yes, we step in. Come on, just I saw you, uh, many of you just stepping in. We prophetically do that today. We step in. We step into it in the mighty name of Jesus. Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 
I want this atmosphere to continue and to thicken. Hallelujah. We are led by the Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Oh, we just reverence your presence this morning. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, God, we receive it this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, just keep, that's just, we're just going to keep on in this. Oh, Holy Spirit, just break out, break out. Thank you for what you're doing, oh God. We exalt you, God. Oh, we thank you that you're here in this place, oh God. Oh, we thank you that you meet every need, oh God, in this place. We've come hungry, we've come ready, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for the turning around, oh God, of this nation, oh God. Oh, we thank you, God, for your promises, oh God. We thank you, Jesus, God, for what you're doing, oh God. We thank you for our community, for our city, God. God, for our state, oh God, that revival will come in Jesus' name. And we, the remnant, begin to cause it to and we push it forth in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Just drink it in. Come on, just drink in what the Holy Spirit's doing. Oh, there's so much hunger in this place this morning. Woo, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for what you're doing, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. He's turning all things. Amen. He's turning all things. He's turning all things. He's turning all things. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. 
Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Oh, Rama Oh, Holy Spirit, we ask. Oh, Rama Shindaradiyama, Oh, Rama Shindaradiyama, Oh, Rama Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Marquise, would you come? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Would you lead us in prayer or just whatever you feel? Yes. Father, we thank you so much, Lord God. Father, we thank you that you are meeting us here, Lord God. Father, Lord, right now we release, Lord God, to you our complete trust, oh God. Father, we trust you, Lord. God, through this all, Lord God, as we know, God, that you are birthing something new, Lord God, we choose to trust you, oh God. Father, when the enemy comes in, not when we're corporately, but when we're alone, God. Father, we thank you, God, that we give our trust. We put our complete faith in you, oh Lord, God. Father, Lord God, the words that you have spoken over this house, Lord God, the corporate words that you have spoken, God, the individual prophecies, oh God, Father, we trust them, Lord God. Father, we trust your word that it will come to pass, Lord, surely. Surely it will come to pass, Lord God. Father, just like during the birthing process where you have to believe and trust, God, through whatever pain, whatever work it takes to bring it forth, oh God, Father, we trust and we believe, Lord God, that it will come forth. Surely it will come forth, oh God. Father, that our dreams, God, the God dreams that you have breathed and, and breathed into us and inspired into our hearts, God, they will not die. They will not be aborted. They will come to pass that the enemy is bound now in the name of Jesus. Any idea, any plan, any plot, we curse it now in the name of Jesus, Lord. And God, we speak Jesus, the resurrecting power of Jesus that causes things that seemed as though they were dead to spring forth, oh God. Father, we thank Thank you for your resurrection power in this place, oh God. Father, the same power that rose Jesus from the grave. Lord God, and Jesus was not just resurrected. Father, he defeated death, hell, and the grave, oh God. 
We bind those forces, the wicked, evil forces that have been at play and have had havoc. We bind them in the name of Jesus, and we loose angels now to go forth. Father, and to do what was assigned, God, for today, for this moment, for this house, oh God. Father, we thank you, Lord, that your word will surely come to pass, Lord God, that there's no questioning, there's no wavering, Lord God, that we can set our eyes to you, Lord God, and it will come to pass, Lord God. Father, the little things, Lord, all the way to the huge things, God, you are doing it, God. Father, in Jesus' name, we give you our trust, our faith, our hope, Lord God, that it will come to pass, that it will surely come to pass, oh God. Father, that there is a reason that your Holy Spirit's been hovering in this place, God, week after week, God, meeting after meeting, Lord God, that there is a reason, oh God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that as we go forth, as we step forth, oh God, that we will not be deterred, Lord God, but we'll walk, God, out everything, God, that you have said. Father, we commit our hearts, God. We commit our lives. We commit our trust, God. Father, some of us in this room need to recommit our trust to you, oh God. To know that you're in control, no matter what the chaos says, no matter what's happening, no matter what we see, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We recommit our trust to you. Father, we're choosing not to trust in what we see. We're choosing not to trust in, God, what we even sometimes believe, Lord God. Father, let your mind be in us, Lord God. Let us have the mind of Christ in this place, oh God. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your resurrecting power. Father, that there's nothing that's dead in you, Lord God. Father, Lord God, you cause even Lazarus, God, to resurrect, oh God. So we thank you now for your resurrection power in this place, oh God. Father, we praise you, God. We exalt you, Lord God, for the victory, oh God. We are victorious, Lord God. Father, we are victorious in you, Lord. And God, we thank you and we praise you for it all, God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, Lord. We thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Powerful, powerful. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Be seated if you can. Some may, some may think, you know, well... What's the next part of the service? Well, isn't this what we've come here for? We've come, we've come to have an encounter, but not to play church, but to experience. And that's what we have cried out for. And it's, and it's okay for everything to be rearranged. And I just, wow. Would you join me on the stage? And um, man, hallelujah. Yes, do it, Lord. That's right. Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We're going to continue. and Whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do next, we're open and we're ready for it. Amen? We're going to be yielded to him and not man. Amen. Well, we want to welcome you to a Holy Ghost Spirit-filled church, that we are sensitive to him. <laughs> and um, we are, we have... Two powerful services already with Prophet Patrick Kitely, and he's coming. He'll be here shortly as they were wrapping up um, at the other church, and um, I know it's going to be phenomenal. Last night was phenomenal. This morning was powerful. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know it's going to be good. It's going to be what the Holy Spirit knows that we need, and so I'm going to turn it to Pastor Josh. All right. It's still morning time. You got 10 minutes left to get your good morning in. Amen. Well, I was messing with them in Gonzales. I said, boy, we're going to pass out Java shots because 
Y'all ain't awake. This is the more talkative church. But, you know, that church there, they, um, they really absorb it. They don't say a whole lot, you know. Um, but uh, I was messing with them this morning. I said, that's okay. Let me beat you down with the word of God. Because we got the prophet here to pick you back up. Amen. So, you know, before the things of God, there has to be a death and then a resurrection. And so uh, I was messing with them this morning. I always do it with a smile, though. So, but... Um, Man, God's been doing awesome things. Are you just excited? You know, I am so excited what the Lord is doing. I'm telling you, church, what you knew growing up in church will never be again. Listen, the season has changed. God is shifting the church. Listen, you are going, we are going to walk, and the, in the, in the farther we go toward God, or the closer we get toward God, and the farther we get away from the, the things that church has been, the closer the church is going to look like the book of Acts. Listen, we're not going away from that. We're going back to that. We are actually going back all the way to Genesis, where Adam and Eve walk with God in the cool of the day. See, every day of your life, not just on Sundays... Every day of your life, you should walk with God in the cool of the day. Come on, you should have a prayer life. Come on, He is a personal Savior. He knows the numbers of hair on your head. Now, for me, it's easier for Him than some of you, but He still knows them. I always blame my hair loss on my kids, you know. That's terrible. Lord, I repent. I I repent. I (laughs) can't. I'm like, before I had kids, and it was not true. I was balding since I was 18. But, you know, just to make myself feel a little bit better. So I was in the military, so shave head was easy because, you know, you just, you could hide all of it. And so, but just to make myself feel a little bit better, I'm like, well, I had full head of hair until my kids came. And nope. But God was faithful because I asked. I said, Lord, don't let the last baby come out of the womb completely bald. So, you know, I got a little bit of peach fuzz up there. You know what I mean? I I didn't want to shock the kid coming out the womb. Like, who's this dude with the bald head calling me, uh, telling me he's my daddy? You know what I mean? And so, um, because then you have to go into a healing service in the first moments of birth. And we just, you know, we want them to be a little bit, live a life a little bit before they need a healing. You know what I mean? In ways that we have not seen in my lifetime. And I'm telling you, we're just at the beginning of it. It's just the ripple. You know, if you, I used to skip rocks as a kid, you know, and you kind of hit, see that water and it ripples out until the big waves there. Or like if you're at the beach, you see the ripples of the water until the big waves come. And, and that's where we're at. We're in the ripple season right now, but there's about to be waves of glory that are going to start coming and crashing on God's people. And listen to me. Here's the thing. It's up to you to receive it. Because you can be in here thinking about everything else that you need to do in life and you, and you don't feel his presence and yet the person next to you is getting a healing of a lifetime. The person next to you is receiving an infilling of the Holy Ghost. The person next to you, come on, is receiving an impartation to break through that they need in their life. And so this week I was reading in, in the book of Esther. You know the story. Haman had plotted to kill all the Jews. And he even built a pole to impale Mordecai upon. 
And Mordecai, because he saved the king's life, he found out about the assassination attempt and he stopped it. And, and Haman had purposed in his heart because he was an ancestor, I believe, of the Agiites, right? Is that correct? Yes. And so Israel had a command to take them out. But guess what? They let one of them get away. And they let their enemy get away, and years later, generations later, this guy Haman came from that escaped Agiite to come and to kill and to revenge against all the Jews. And so there was the decree in the land. And so Mordecai tells Esther, don't think because you are the queen that you will be saved. And he says to her, and I'm paraphrasing, but essentially, if you do nothing, God will raise up help from another place. And so Esther goes before the king. You know, and he, she goes three-day fast, called all the people to fast, called all the people to pray. And it was a serious fast. It wasn't just food. They didn't drink. Come on, no water, no drink, nothing. And she said, I'll go before the king. And she realized in her heart, she said, I'm either going to die by the decree of Haman or I'm going to, you know, or I'm going to die before going to king. But, you know, there, there's a chance of death, right? But she said, it doesn't matter. I have to go and save my people. Listen, you are called to represent Jesus to people, to be a savior, to be a light. Come on, to be um, an extension of of his hands and his feet. And, and that verse challenges me because he says, if you do nothing, God will raise up help from another place. Listen, there is a purpose for this church in this region. There is a purpose for this church in this state. And I'm even going to tell you that Patrick, uh, Prophet Patrick started prophesying about things that were prophesied about our church years ago from Kim Clement before I was even here. About Louisiana. That there is an original and state impartation that this house carries. And I believe, I'm telling you, our pastors, are, they've are always been hungry for God. But I've seen even a greater desire in them over these past few months that, um, you know, I haven't, like I said, they're always hungry, but there's an increase in it. There's an increase in it because they understand the importance of the times. Listen, when I came and preached a couple of weeks ago, I told you that we are in one of the most strategic times. Because what we do will determine our welfare. What we do now in this season will determine our future. And so you know the story. Esther goes before the king, and then she has dinner, and, she, and the king says, I will give to you half of my kingdom. You ask anything, I'll give you up to half of my kingdom. And she said, well, I prepared a lunch or a banquet tomorrow. Come with me. Bring Haman. And so she tells the king that this man, come on, has plotted to kill my entire family. And you know the story, the king ordered him to be impaled on the pole, come on, that he prepared for Mordecai. Esther was given more, uh, Haman's residence, and ha uh, Esther turned it over to Mordecai. And then not only did it stop there, but then all of his sons, 
And so I used to work for two Jewish men, and I used to have them tell me this story and, you know, the season of Purim, uh, which is in the spring, and how um, they would say Haman in the synagogue, and everybody goes, boo, and they had these little rattlers and stuff like that. And so, um, and I, I used to tell me, tell me about Purim. Tell me about how do you celebrate it today. And so, it, essentially, still today, this thing goes on that the Jews remember even today, 2022, every year in that time in that festival, there's a two-day festival in the Jewish culture that still exists today to celebrate that time that what the enemy had meant for your destruction, come on, God turned around, come on, he revealed the plan, come on, and the pole that the enemy created to put you on, the enemy was put on, but not only the enemy was put on it, but also all the offspring, come on, all the offspring, so that there, was, there would be no revenge come on that there would be no comeback around the corner years later that once this enemy was dealt with it is done and i believe that we're entering a season that matter of fact i know because the lord was speaking to me that this morning i was as i was getting ready i was listening to a very prophetic minister and he was talking about the times and the seasons that we're in and i know i'm walking around i drive cameramen crazy but it's okay And it made so much sense to me this morning, church. Listen, he said this. It's Chuck Pierce. He said this. He said, we have fought. We know this, that the principalities exist in the seven, uh, second heaven, right? We know this, right? The word of God tells us that, that there are powers and rulers of darkness and principalities that come over regions and they, and, and they affect people. And, you know, come on, poverty is a principality. Come on, I'm telling you, murder is a principality. Listen to me, we live in a region between New Orleans and Baton Rouge where domestic violence is an all-time high. Do you think that's just people? No, that is spiritual darkness, wickedness, driving in the atmosphere that is causing people to do things. And the only way it's going to stop is not more programs, not more police officers, not more resource officers, not more teaching in schools. We're dealing with spirit, and spirit has to be dealt with spirit. So the only way these things are going to stop is if the church of God starts to recognize them and starts to pray against these things. Come on, we've got to pray against divorce. Come on, we've got to pray against violence. We've got to pray against poverty. Listen, there should be no hungry child in this nation. Come on, we've got people that got $53 million planes, yet people can't put food on the table. There's something wrong with that. I'm not against prosperity. I think you should prosper. But a child shouldn't be hungry. And so what he was saying is that we have always fought these things in the heavenlies. But now, God is pushing in the heavenlies. And this is interesting. I was like, oh yes. Oh yes. This is why the warfare is so intense. God is pushing these principalities out of the second heaven into the earth realm. He, that, why do you think things are going crazy? Because he's pushing them into the earth realm. Why? So that the church can now battle them in the realm of the earth and defeat them once and for all. But not only are principalities coming, but angelic hosts are coming with them. Come on. 
Come on, armies of angels are now coming into the earth realm, and that's why you're seeing such explosions of things, because it was in the heavenlies, but now it's in the natural realm, and that's where the battle is taking place. Listen, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, they had to fight ten cities, Jericho being the first to get into the promised land. And there were two, Joshua and Caleb. Come on, I think I'm a Joshua. I know I'm a Joshua. I mean, that's my name. But I have the spirit of Joshua. Come on, seriously, that. You know what? I'm not going to let no uncircumcised Philistine, come on, uncovenant person of God come against what God has promised me and you. Why are we afraid? Why do we tremble at darkness? You have the power of God. What else do you need? <laughs> I remember, I don't know if I said it here, but I was studying for that message and I was leaving Lowe's and I was frustrated. I'm like, Lord, you got to speak to me because people are coming to church tomorrow and, you know, I'm speaking and, and, and and, you know, they're expecting something. They're taking of their time to come hear the word of the Lord. And I'm, you told me, God, just to study all the Gospels all week. And I, all I have is Jesus. That's what I said. All I have is Jesus. And I'm like, oh. Sometimes you record yourself. You should record yourself. Because I'm like thinking, wait a minute. I slapped my own self. All you need is Jesus. <laughs> all we need is Jesus. And I'm sorry I'm taking a little bit longer. But I'm just going to tell you, Patrick went a little bit late. And they'll be here in about 12 minutes. So, you know, I'm just telling you, I'm going to talk to you for just a few minutes and then we're going to give so that, you know what, people were getting words. Listen, listen to me. I want you to prepare your heart because people were getting words. And I'm talking, I, we know some of their life situations. And this man is accurate. He is extremely accurate. And you know, he has been in this church probably four years now. There is an increase upon his life right now in the prophetic mantle. So, you know what, it took a little bit longer, but that's all right tell you one of my favorite stories. Anybody know wild man, brother David Hogan? Is anybody familiar with David Hogan? Let me see your hands. I love David Hogan. I've been in, I've been, you know, he's a Louisiana boy, boy, and you know, he will, he has a handkerchief. And let me tell you, he just lines people up and he just pop you with the handkerchief. He don't lay hands, he pops you, pow, like a towel, just walking around, just hitting people. And then, and then he gets bold enough, he just take that handkerchief and stuff it in your face. I mean, he, he's wild. He's radical. And he just put it in your face like that, and you can't breathe, can't see, think you're going to die and pass out. Like, maybe he thinks this one ain't going, he, he ain't going to serve God long. Let me just take him out here, Lord. <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you, I've been in these services like that. And, 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 you know, he tells of a story of one of his churches in Chiconami in, in Mexico, and there was a plague that came through the, through the town, and this woman, two teenage daughters, they both died, and they crossed the mountains, and she drug her dead daughters eight hours across the mountain to the nearest church that they had. Eight hours pulling her own flesh and blood on the ground. And when she got to the church, its closest church, the people walk eight to ten hours to go to church there, folks. 
We get mad if we go over two. I'm just going to be real with you. We have been so blessed. We have such a microwave society that if you're hungry, you don't have to go hunt it. You can just go one mile down here and there's fast food situations and, and any kind of choosing you want. If you don't like black coffee, you know what? You can put different types of creams in. I mean, we are so blessed. We are so blessed. But the problem I have, church, and I'll get back to the story in a minute, it is the same God. So how can God look at me when I got upset because the prophet was 12 minutes late? Because I got to go to lunch. I'm hungry. Come on. But the same God, the same Jesus that saved me, seeing a woman drag her dead daughters eight hours across the mountains in Mexico. I'm just saying. And so when we get to the marriage supper lamb and you see someone like that, I wonder how shallow we might feel. Just being real with you. So if he takes ten more minutes to get here, you're going to be okay. And so anyway, she gets there and the pastor's wives come out because what happens? She finds the pastors in an extended fast. As the way Brother Hogan would say it, they wasn't at the five-star resort eating ribeye steaks. They were on their knees praying to God. And so all day this woman drug her daughters through the jungle, across the mountains, and the pastor's wives come out and they tell her, you have to wait. And then so the pastors come out after they're done praying and they find out what's going on. And she's just sitting there with two dead daughters. And the pastors say, we're going to pray for them tomorrow. Because tonight, we're going to pray to God all night long. Amen. And he says it like this. There's something more important than an immediate crisis. It's the presence of Jesus. Come on. Because if I go in my own power, in my own strength... I'm going to come up 100% short of the time every single time. But when I go in His power, come on, in His blood, come on, in His anointing, in His mantle, come on, church, there's no man or woman who is worthy to stand here and hold this mic except that under the blood of Jesus Christ and His authority and His anointing. And so after they prayed all night, they laid across those dead bodies, called them by name, and both of them woke up. Raised from the dead. And I love what he says. He says the people there trust the man of God because they have to. There is no hospitals. Come on. There is no place that they can run to. So they rely on God. And so while I'm thankful for all these wonderful benefits that we have, sometimes it has wrecked our faith. 
Because we will call somebody. Come on, if we got a little headache, we'll go to the doctor. Come on, if we, we, you mean, it's never our first inclination to run to God. Why would we run to God? When we could just take a pill. That's the problem with America. We don't want to fix the issues. We just want to fix the symptoms. Am I, am I telling the truth? Come on. We don't care if we have issues. I just don't want the system, uh, symptoms surrounding the issues. So instead of getting in, in the proper place, I'll just take a medicine for blood pressure. Instead of getting my, you know, my eating under control, getting my body like lined up with the Holy Spirit, well, I'll just take this drug and this drug because it's just easier. I talk about fitness some because Paul says in Scripture, it is of some benefit. Here's what you have to think about. If you have a calling of God in your life and you have vision and your spirit is able to carry it, but your body is not, listen to me, eventually your body will give out and your dream will die when you physically go back to the earth. And so we must be people, come on, that are completely healthy, body, soul, spirit. Body, soul, spirit. We lose too many of us because of, of, because of issues in health. But, you know, I believe that the church should be a healing, healthy church. Amen? Come on. I'm just telling you, I believe that we should be that way. Come on. I know that there has been death, that we know people that have died. But you know what? I, I don't think God wants us to live in that place. God calls us to do the things that Jesus did. Amen? And even greater. And Jesus resurrected, you know, any dead person he prayed for, you can read the scripture, came back to life. There's a crossing over that happens, though. There's a price that's paid. Listen, when David Hogan, Hogan talks about the first time they raised someone from the dead, they went on a nine-month fast. Three days on, three days off. And I'm going to tell you, and when I say he's a wild man, he's a wild man. You should check out some of his services. They're awesome. They made the animals fast. Come on. The dogs and everybody that had animals, they were fasting with the people. Three days with food and water, three days without. And they did that for nine months months and then they hit something in the spirit see all power and authority come on has been given to jesus christ and it is available to us it is available to us i get mad at myself sometimes man you, I, josh you should be walking in greater miracles you should be doing greater things yes we see some of the fruit of that in your lives all of us do right but we should see greater things and so we have to press church because, see, there's an authority. Listen, when you go through something, when you go through something, see, Jesus went through death, hell, and the grave, but it didn't conquer him. He defeated death, hell, and the grave. Amen? Now he has authority over death, hell, and the grave. So if you have been through substance abuse, Come on, if there has been a wounding, a battle that you have fought, listen to me, you have authority over that thing because you walk through that thing. Come on, let's be real, come on. God, you, you gain authority when you defeat something. You know, there's certain 
substance abuses that people go through. And when they conquer that, they can pray for somebody and set them free. Why? Because they fought those devils. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? And so, you know, I just challenge you that, you know, we should be living epistles, that we should live our life, um, you know, in, in things and battles we go through. Don't get upset about it. Get fired up about it. I'm telling you what, any time that the enemy comes against my family, I tell him, you better back off. Because all you're doing is ticking me off. And when I get ticked off, my, my, not to focus on the situation, my focus turns to destroying your kingdom. Come on. That's how we have to be, church. Instead of looking at the situation, look at this. No, devil, you have touched my family. No, devil, you have no authority over my family. And I, and I claim them and cleanse them in the blood of Jesus Christ. But now, now that you're messing with my kids, oh, it's on, buddy. You know what? Instead of winning two, I'm going to go win three. I'm going to go win four. Come on. You know what? Instead of doing this, I'm going to preach that word. I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to worry about if I step on some toes. You know why? Because the kingdom of darkness, you got to get out of here. I'm telling you, man. He is a liar. He is the father of lies. And he manipulates people. And he calls in the question what God has spoken. And the devil's whole plan is to confuse you. Because if you are confused, you don't know who you are. And if you don't know who you are, you have no idea the authority that you can walk in. Despite of all what's going on, one of the most powerful pictures I've ever seen of this was the Disney's Lion King. Come on, remember Simba ran? And the monkey, the whatever the whatever the spiritual is that comes and holds the king up and all that for the circle life thing comes, and he says, "I see your father." And he runs and he runs and he runs and he says, "I see your father." He's in here, he's in here. And when Simba looks down, he sees his father inside of him. You see, in his mind, he was still that little lion cub, but he has grown to be a lion king. And it took a revelation of who he has become. He wasn't that little cub anymore. He wasn't, you know, um, running around with Nala anymore. He was now a full-grown lion. He was a lion king. And at that moment when he saw himself for who he really was, he went back and restored and stepped into a whole other realm of authority. See, church, sometimes you need to look at yourself in the mirror. You're not the little girl that you once were. I'm going to tell you as a people of God, we are not the church that we were before 2020. I'm just going to tell you, it has been a battle, has it not? But let me tell you, battles are useful because they make you strong. They make you hardened. They make you know how to fight. You don't know how to fight unless you fight. Come on, boxers don't know how to fight. No, they put them in the ring. Come on, they've got a box. They've got a fight. They've got a jab. They got a spot. I'm teaching Bo how to box right now. And I'm teaching him, cover your face on and jab this way. And then we switch hands. And I got little gloves for him. And I'm teaching him. I'm teaching him. Well, you say, you shouldn't be doing that. You're a pastor. That world is crazy. And I can't be with my kids all the time. He goes to school. So you know what? He's got to protect himself. 
Come on, I've got to teach him not only to pray spiritually, but physically protect himself. And so I'm teaching him, teaching him how to protect himself, teaching him. I tell him, and he knows this, every day I tell him, what makes me happy is when you and your brother, you look out for one another. Every day I tell I'm teaching him now because I've seen too many elderly people that have problems with their siblings. I don't want that for my kids. Come on. We can make the change. Come on, as a father and then eventually a grandfather, it is my job to set the tone for the generations. Now, prophets here, so I'm going to pray real quick. I'm not going to give a scripture. Come quickly, quickly, because we want him to have as much time. I'm not going to talk about tithe and offering. I'm just going to pray. You may give, and uh, we're just going to speed this up. But, Father, I thank you, Lord. Father, that you have found yourself a warring church. Father, I pray in this service, God, that you would move upon your people today, O oh God. Father, we're not interested in casual Christianity. Father, we're not interested in the five-point sermon, the two-point sermon, the eight steps to health, the 31 days to a new you. Father, we are interested in the pouring of the out, uh, the Holy Spirit and the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in this service today. Father, I silence the voice of the enemy in this house, O God. And Father, we just decree and declare that you can have full reign here today, O God. Father, that you would open up the portals of heaven in this house today, O God. Father, that you would move upon your people. Father, that you would bless your people. Father, that they would have more than enough. Lord, and we just give you praise. We give you glory as they bring their gift forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Good morning, or good evening. It's a good day, amen? I'm going to tell you, we've had church in Gonzales, and we're about to bring it, there, bring it here to you. It's been a powerful, powerful service, and uh, we, uh, testimonies are already coming out of what's taking place, and the word that was delivered has been incredible. And uh, there's been some, some uh, miracles that have taken place. Um, brother was at Brandon's church uh, Thursday and Friday, and uh, a lady, they prayed for a lady that was going to have surgery on Friday, and uh, the word was that God's just going to amaze the doctors, and um, they went in, went in for surgery, they were expecting the worst, they didn't know exactly what was going to take place, and really concerned about the life of this woman, and uh, the surgeons went in. And to their amazement, there was no cancer, there was no bacteria, there was nothing going on. And doctors said this was the easiest surgery he's ever done. And uh, just one of the testimonies of, of that. But the word this morning and last night was so accurate, so powerful. And I know that we're going to be blessed in, in this place today. Thank you for your patience in this coming. We just, uh, we went a little bit over but the Holy Ghost was in control, amen? amen. 
And uh, Brother Willie, we believe in God for total restoration. Amen. No more scares, no more hospital trips. Amen. That uh, today's going to be a day of breakthrough. Amen. For, for each and every one of us in this place. So I want you to get on the edge of your seat. You know how to place a demand on the anointing. You know how to draw. And I want you to draw. I want you to place a demand on, on, the, on the anointing that's in this man. And uh, how many of you have not heard uh, uh, Prophet Kitely uh, speak? You've not heard him? Oh, you, you're, you're, in for, you're in for a treat today, and uh, it's going to be good. This is a dear friend of our families. We love him, met him several years ago, and just fell in love with him and his family. And uh, they were with us in Gatlinburg this past year, this past several years. His dad was with us and ministered, and the two of them got up together and began to prophesy together. And uh, it was a powerful time. And he's going to be with us again this uh, blizzard breakaway. And you're going to want to make uh, arrangements to go on that trip with us. It's going to be powerful again. So why don't you give a good New Orleans welcome to Prophet Patrick Kitely. Amen. I was glad when they said unto me, let's go up to Praise Church in New Orleans. Amen. My very first time in New Orleans, I was uh, 10 years of age. My grandmother was preaching in the city, and we were at a conference. And it happened to be the World's Fair at that time. And so we were able to go see the space shuttle. I remember that very well. And my grandmother, she was the, one of the sessions she was speaking, she had me uh, get up and say something before she preached. And I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I was a kid. I was about 10 years of age. And so she practiced with me. And so I got up. I just remembered it right now. I got up and said, hello, my name is Patrick Kitely. And I love Jesus. And I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. And then I didn't know what to say after that. And I was done. <laughs> But uh, I'm standing up there. Hello, my name is Patrick Kitely, and I love Jesus, and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? So that's enough. That's enough for me to say right there when I was 10. But uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be back with you all back here in this house. And uh, we've had a great time being in Louisiana this whole long weekend from Thursday till today. And this morning we had a wonderful time. I had to change my shirt uh, before we came here, because that last service this morning, there was fire in that room, and God was moving, and uh, we had a great time. And last night, we had an amazing time as well. One of the things I want to encourage you is that that meeting last night was online, and I feel like the Lord gave a word for the church. And you, you know that you're, you're, you're one church in two locations, right? And, uh, and so there was a word for the church. So please go and uh, go online and listen to that word. Make sure you have a pen and a paper beside you because it was a spontaneous word. I actually was trying to preach from Genesis 26, and maybe I'll try again. I'll see what happens here. I don't know what's going to happen here, but I went over to Genesis 18. I was trying to give some background, and the Holy Spirit just kind of spontaneously just began to speak out of Genesis 18 about Abraham sitting at the door of the tent. And it says, when he was sitting at the door of the tent in the heat of the day, and it's warm outside, uh, it's warm outside, he was sitting at the tent and the Lord appeared to him. 
and uh, and then it, so on. So I won't tell you the rest, but you'll have to go and uh, and uh, hear that word because I believe if you want to know where this house is, where it's been, where it is, and where it's going, then uh, that would be a good word to to start with in this season. Amen. And so I just honor your pastors. Let's give your pastors a hand, the Bilbo's. Amen. Love you so much. And, uh, you know, you, you, you go to a church once and, you know, you're a guest. You go there maybe twice or three times. You're a friend. But this is family. And, uh, and we love being part of your family. And so I bring greetings to you all from my wonderful wife, 24 years. It just hit me. Our 25th anniversary is next March, right after we're there. I got I to gotta figure something out. I, it just hit me. I was like, while I was here, I was like, I, gotta, I need to take care of this lady. So, uh, but 25 years and our kids are doing well. Since we've seen you last, we lived in Atlanta, Georgia, and uh, we moved to Dallas in April. And uh, we love it. We're in a a little town called Frisco, and uh, we love it there, and uh, we're thankful for what God is doing. We, we uh, go to church at a church called Encounter, uh, uh, Pastor Bishop Gary Oliver, if you heard of Bishop Oliver, and uh, so we're having a good time uh, being in Texas. The Lord has sent us there, and it's amazing how God will move you sometimes like that or put you in a place and you know, just begin to open up doors. And how it had happened was actually we were in Atlanta and about oh, my dad, my dad passed with October 29th. And on October 28th, um, the day before he passed, he was going in and out. And um, he, you know, just he was in the hospital in ICU for about eight days. And he was going in and out and he just popped up all of a sudden. And this is about four hours before we put a ventilator on him, and then we didn't speak again. But he popped up, and he grabbed my shoulder, and he said, Patrick, go to Texas. God has something for you there. He said a few other things, and it's like, boy, this is wild. Go to Texas. And so we're like, okay, well, it felt like a mandate. You know what I'm saying? Like, go to Texas. We've been in Atlanta. I've been doing travel ministry and working in different fields and a lot of things. So we're kind of like free agents a little bit, you know. So we're like, okay, well, we're going to plan on going to Texas. Well, as we were planning, uh, I went to a meeting my father-in-law was speaking at, and uh, we kind of slipped into this meeting. And I didn't want to, I kind of knew some people in the front row, so I just wanted to kind of you know, just stand back. There's people like Lance and, you know, a lot of different one of those, those guys. We were at Chuck Pierce's church, actually, building Glory of Zion. And uh, so I was just kind of like staying in the back, and they told me, no, come up. And so Marlene and I sat in the second row and just kind of like, you know, I just want to let them have the meeting. I'm here to hear my father-in-law. And one of the prophets in the room saw me sitting there and just kind of bounced across the front and said, I didn't say hello, just said, Patrick, I almost sound like my father a little bit. Patrick, the Spirit of the Lord just told me that you're going to be in Texas and you're going to be a part of something that God wants to do here. It's going to be powerful. And they just bounced back to their seat, didn't even say goodbye, didn't say hello, goodbye. I know them, you know, for my whole life. And just that was it. And it was like, 
out of the mouth of two or three, a thing should be established. And, uh, and, so, and so we knew it. We were like, we're moving to Texas. And so the Lord uh, helped us, and uh, we journeyed. We came through, you know, drove through Alabama, drove through Mississippi, drove through Louisiana. We said hello to y'all. Uh, we waved. You didn't wave back, but that's okay. We're not offended. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And, uh, and then we, we, we ended up in Texas. So we're just thankful for that. But my family gives greetings to y'all, and uh, we're just excited about what God's doing in this time. Amen? Well, there's fire in this room. The Holy Spirit is here. And, uh, and, and as we were driving, we were having a great conversation. And I just kind of had a glimpse of what was going on here in worship for a minute. And I saw this place on fire. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. John, John the Baptist, he said, I came to baptize you with water, but there's one greater than I that shall come. And he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And we're in a time frame where we need the fire of the Holy Spirit, like it was poured out in the book of Acts in chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost, and suddenly there came the sound of a rushing mighty wind. How many hear the wind? That's the fans. Okay. How many hear wind? A sound of a mighty rushing wind, and it blew into the room, and then all of a sudden fire sat on t- That same fire was the same fire that was over the Holy of Holies. When Israel would, would, would park and the glory, the fire, the pillar of fire, the column of fire was above that. That same fire of the Holy Spirit was there on the day of Pentecost. And that same fire is here today in this room. Somebody say amen. Amen. And so, I, like I said, uh, in, in the other, your other part of your family in Gonzales, I said, this is holy ground. And, you know, people like myself... And like Bishop Tudor Bismarck, how many enjoy Bishop Tudor Bismarck? Bishop does not, I'm going to say this, Bishop does not go somewhere for three days. I've known him for many years. He's touched four generations of my family. Usually when he goes to a place, he'll go in, he'll minister, you know, for a meeting, maybe a night and a morning or a morning and a night, and he's off to the next city. But when Bishop Tudor Bismarck from Jabula New Life Ministries <laughs> comes in and says, I'm coming for three days. He means it because he understands something, and, and it's amazing, and I feel the same way. You come into a house like this, and this is a house of an open heaven. This is a house where there's revelation from God. This is a house that has a mandate to touch this region. And so what you are a part of, being a part of this house, is not just a church just going through the motions and having services, but there actually is spiritual territory that you occupy and that you're stewards over in this region. And here we are in the big easy. And, uh, and sometimes it has not been easy in the big easy. I was here when I was 19 years of age and... I, I, I was I was um, staying at a pastor's home, and I you know I was I was in Bible college, and I was just learning about ministry. And my father sent me to different locations in the country um, to 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 just see what different churches look like across the country. It was just on a little tour, and so I came here to New Orleans. And I, one night I was I was in my room, I was staying at their home, and I was in my room, and the Lord showed me the stronghold over New Orleans. 
And it was this huge dome. It was this dome that was over the city. It's amazing because New Orleans has, is a bowl with a dome on top of it. Not the Superdome, but it's a stronghold over the city. And, uh, and, it, and it was, had, a, had like a blue body and it had like an alligator type face. And I'm 19 years old. I don't know any of this information. But I saw this as an alligator type big old snout of a face on it. And it was laid back. And so the back curved like, like a dome over the city. It was laid back. And, and I heard the Spirit of the Lord say that the stronghold so strong in this region that this, 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 this stronghold is at ease. And then I found out later that one of the nicknames for the city is the Big Easy. But the Holy Spirit told me that that's actually the stronghold's name. Because of the witchcraft, because of uh, corruption, because of a lot of things, he doesn't even have to work. But guess what? It's a principality. It's what Paul talked about. Principalities and powers. We wrestle not with flesh and blood. Is this okay? Yes. But we have to understand what's happening in the spiritual dimension. And so the big easy is actually the name of the stronghold. And so, and so, and so guess what, though? He's going to have to wake up because... There's a church that's waking up that's filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. You see, we're in a time where we're going to experience a series of divine encounters. When, when, when Bishop T Bismarck came in here, I know that he spoke a word. I didn't hear it. I don't need to hear it. Um, not, that I, I, not that I don't need to hear it, but I can feel it in the spirit. There's a deposit that was laid there was something that was laid down in, in this house and in, in your lives by way of the word of the Lord. And it's not just a word, but it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a word that's in season. It's a, it's, a, it's a word, a foundational word of what God wants to do. And somebody like him, when they come into town, it's like they leave a deposit. And there's a deposit, you know, in this place that is just absolutely dynamic and, and 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 what happens is, is you have these certain god encounters that connect the past the present and the future deals with stuff hello and it also gives context to where you are but also a vision and an understanding and a clarity in where this is going. See, I'm, I'm just building something here, if that's okay. In where this is going, God's bringing clarity. I said it before in this room, and I'll say it again. C.S. Lewis had this quote that I love, and that is, this moment contains all moments. So you get to a place where you realize that we're in a convergence moment where the past, the present, and the future are coming together in one time. It's a prophetic moment where we realize that everything in your past, God's bringing clarity from your past. And he's bringing resolution to your past. And he's, he's giving you understanding about your past and what has brought you here in this moment. And when you're in this moment, you got to stop for a minute and give him post-praise. Because you couldn't praise him. Back then, the way you can now about what he brought you through, because somebody in this room knows that he's brought you a mighty long way. And so there's a revelation of what he brought you through. Come on, somebody. That causes you to look back and, and, and you say, my soul looks back and wonders how I got over. Oh, I'm, I, now I'm about to get... 
excited up in here because, because there's a post-praise where you realize this moment contains all moments. And you look and say, look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He changed me just in time. I don't know the lyrics. Just in time. I'm going to praise him. There's a praise that you have because of what God has done. And then you're in the moment right now where you've got to praise him for what he is doing right now, even though sometimes there might be more question marks than answers. Where you're sitting here going, oh my gosh, God, what, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Um, I need clarity. Well, God's here to give you clarity, not only about the past and the present, but he also is speaking to the future. And we preached this morning, maybe I need to just turn to that scripture. I was going to, I had Genesis 20. 28 opened up again, but I'm going to go back over to Joshua, what I preached this morning in the other campus, and that is Joshua chapter 3 and verse 5, where the scripture says, and Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Somebody say tomorrow. Tomorrow, God will do wonders among you. The one great thing about prophetic ministry is, is God not only deals with past and the present, but he also speaks about tomorrow. Come on, somebody. And he has a word for you. We were talking about this earlier, that there's a need in this hour to begin to educate and develop and release a prophetic company of people in this hour. And... We're like talking and we're like, we want to be a part of this. Hey, how can we work together? How can we do this thing? Because we need to stir up people to begin to speak his word in this time. But there is a tomorrow. Prophetic ministry speaks of a tomorrow. You see, the difference between a psychic and a prophet, number one, is the source. Of their gifting, of where they're getting their information. But also another difference between a psychic and a prophet is also the psychic can speak about the past and give a little context in the present and only can try and predict the future. But a prophet of the Most High has a God view of where you've come from, where you are, and a word for where you're going. Come on now. He has a word from heaven. And the thing about the prophetic is the prophetic speaks about potential. The prophetic speaks of God's attention. It speaks of his purpose. But just because you have a prophetic word doesn't mean it's going to be automatic. Because there's this word called responsibility that comes with it. You have to do something about it. You can't just sit on it and say, okay, well, God said it, so, you know, it's just going to happen all of a sudden. No, you have to partner with the purpose of God for your life and do something. Come on now. You have to get educated. You need to get certified. You have to get ready. You have to prepare yourself. You need to get mentored. You need to get under governors and tutors for particular times and seasons so that you can fully function in what God's called you to do. And so we have to realize that when the word is spoken, guess what, baby? Now you have, now, now it's going to turn up. Everyone wants a word, but no, not a lot of people want the responsibility that comes with the word. Preach, preacher, preach. Teach, preacher, teach. But I'm telling you, there's something about it that, that takes place when God says, thus saith the Lord, and there's a word that comes forth. You take that word, and that's the thing that you fight with. Yeah. 
You make war with what God has spoken in your life. And then you can go forward with might and with power and with strength. Can somebody say amen? So Joshua's here on the edge of the promised land at a crossover point. And the thing about Joshua is, I'm going right back to Joshua. <laughs> All right, Joshua, is that okay? PJ, Pastor Joshua. <laughs> Joshua, the book of Joshua is a company of people who in the Bible probably came the closest to seeing full manifestation of the words that were spoken over their lives. That's what the book of Joshua is all about. The book of Joshua is interesting because you look in previously in the wilderness, you'll find that Israel had 42 campsites in the wilderness where they stopped and they put down camp. And there's 42 different locations in their journey. You step into the book of Joshua and you realize that there are 42 prophetic fulfillments 42 prophecies and 42 prophetic fulfillments of the word of the Lord. Can you imagine that for every stop in your journey, God gives you a prophetic fulfillment? This is good stuff right here. That represents every stop in your journey. He gives you a prophetic fulfillment in your promised land. In fact, in the book of Mark, you realize that Mark uses this word euthos 42 times. The word euthos is immediately, suddenly. Can you imagine that there are suddenlies 42 times God brought them into? There's immediately's in the ministry of Jesus. Immediately he laid hands on them and they were healed. Immediately the eyes of the blind were open. You go immediately, immediately, immediately. Can you imagine we're moving into a time frame of acceleration where we're stepping into the promised land where God is redeeming everything that we've gone through in our experience and he's bringing us to a place of fulfillment and he says, and now it shall spring forth. And now it shall spring forth. There's an immediately, a euthos that takes place immediately in this moment. Joshua speaks to the people with an understanding that the era has changed. This is a moment of transition. This is a moment of transformation. This is a moment where we're about to step into fulfillment. And I'm speaking prophetically into this house right now. I'm speaking into your life right now. You're at a moment where you're on the precipice of the promise, where you're on the edge of victory, where you're about to move into all that God has spoken, not only to you, but to your forefathers. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moses, and now you are here. You are here. Can I speak this in your life? You are here, positioned in this moment and this time, and you have promises like every place, the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you. You have promises that God has spoken over your life that when you step into the promised land, you need to realize that God has given it to you. See, see, we got to come back to that and get that understanding. God has given this to me. It's a gift. But just because God's given something to you doesn't mean that you automatically have it. You have to take it. You have to possess it. 
You have to take everything. I don't know about you, but I want everything. My grandma used to have a saying. She used to say, I want everything that God has for me in this time. I don't want to miss out on one thing. Everything that God lays out before me and he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies, I'm taking a bite of every single thing on that table. Somebody's alive up in here, up in here. And you realize the Joshua generation is being strategically positioned and poised. And right before this in this scripture, God begins to give them an understanding that, that you all have an inheritance. You look in, in verse 4 and verse 5 specifically, it says that you're going to be divided out inheritances. You see, this is a season and a time, and that's why prophetic ministry are here like myself and apostolic ministry are coming in here like, like Bishop Tudor Bismarck because God is in this time frame dividing out inheritances. Chapter 1, verse 5, Joshua was told, divide the inheritances among the people. There's something that's being released. You have an inheritance. I don't know why I feel like hollering here for some reason, kind of preaching or something like this. I was trying to remain calm, but something inside of this church kind of just pulls something out of you. You know what I'm saying? God's coming to divide inheritances. You have an inheritance. We are co-heirs with Christ. Come on now. Inheritances are not given to thieves. They're not given to enemies. They're not given to strangers. Come on now. They're given to heirs. Heirs receive inheritances. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. And there are inheritance that are being, inheritances that are being given to us. And you look in this scripture and you realize that we have an entire company of people whom, huh, who have inheritances who for a season were journeying together. But God says your relationships are changing now. And you're moving from journeying together to possessing together for each other. That's a loaded statement. Because we, you know, we can just come to church, we can journey together, how you doing? But when we begin to possess together, it takes on a whole nother level of relationship. Because the word of the Lord to them, and I'm getting to this verse, the word of the Lord to them was this, was when you get yours, don't stop and stay in your place. But get up and help your brothers and your sisters get theirs too. In fact, they said, we will not rest. This is what they said in chapter 1. We're not going to rest until everybody gets their inheritance. Everybody. This is, this is covenant community right here working at one time. But we're all of a sudden realizing, I can get mine, but I got to get you to get yours. And I'm going to help you fight to get yours. I'm going to help you fight to get yours. This is, this is how it works. This is how community works. This is how the kingdom works in this hour. We are doing this together. Woo! This dude's preaching here. And we're doing this together. And God is so resourceful. He's so resourceful. that, And he's already proven this already when you went through the Red Sea. Because the same miracle that he used to get you through, he also took out the enemy. He used the same miracle. He just opened it up for you and then closed it down on them. And in one, he's so resourceful. He didn't have to create two things. He just uses the same thing. Come on now. And, and, and God is so resourceful, he'll take your experience and use it for a victory. 
He'll take your journey and use it as the means for your victory. So, for example, you ready for the example? What did you do in the wilderness? You went in circles. You went round and round and round and round. It's amazing how God does miracles. Many of his miracles are not suddenlies. Come on now. Sometimes his miracles, they take time. It's a process. And God said, when you leave Egypt, I'm not going to airlift you out of Egypt. Not enough planes waiting for you. You know, Delta Airlines is not here with the, the charter jets to fly you to the promised land, to land you there. But instead, what's going to happen is, is you're going to put one foot in front of the other and you're going to walk out of Egypt and you're going to walk through the Red Sea and you're going to walk through the promise, I mean, through the wilderness. And for some reason in the wilderness, a whole generation, they began to murmur. And so they stayed in the wilderness, but another generation was born in the wilderness. And so they picked up the same thing. And God said, what I'm doing is I'm giving you strength for where you're going. Why did I not just airlift you there? Because I wanted you to get strength for where you're going. So I'm building muscle. Can I talk to somebody up in here? Some of you have been wondering, why did we go the long way? You know what I'm saying? We're like, we'll take the highway. God's like, no, you're going to take the low way. You're going to go through the valley of the shadow of death. You're going to go through the valley of Baca. And you're going to make it a well. You're going to go through, though. You're not supposed to stay there. You're going to go through. Even though I go through the valley of the shadow. Even though I go through the valley of Baca. I'm going to make it a well. I'm going to go through. God doesn't let you camp there. He lets you go through those things. But sometimes we look at our journey and we wonder, God, why, why, why did you take us this way? How many have ever asked that question before? It could have been a whole lot easier. And he's like looking at us like, yeah, it could have been a whole lot easier if you learned not to murmur. It was only 14 days journey that turned into 40 years of wandering. Deuteronomy chapter 1. Come on, it tells us it was only 14 days journey. But instead, we're looking at 40 years. But God says, guess what? I'm going to take all of that, the good, the bad, the ugly, and I'm going to use it all for your good. Come on, somebody. He takes it all and he uses it for our good. And you look in that scripture and you realize that, that what was God doing? What was he doing? Well, he's preparing them for their first battle in the promised land. Because God gave them the most unusual military plan in history. The most unusual battle plan in history. What was it? He said, when you get to Jericho, all I want you to do is just walk around it. Just want you to go in a circle. Well, what did they do in the wilderness? They went in circles. So they were very adept at going in circles. They, were, they, they, they had developed quite a skill in going in circles. So your first battle, you don't have to learn any new skills. You don't have to sharpen your sword. You don't have to practice your bows. All you have to do is what you've always done because I've developed something inside of you called muscle memory. And so you know very well how to go in a circle. So I'm just going to use that. And I'm going to let you go in a circle. And you just go around the city and just be quiet. <laughs> because that was the issue in the wilderness. Was saying too much. So callate, por favor. Shh. Relax. And walk around the city. 
and walk one day and two days, three and four, five and six. And on the seventh day, I want you to go seven times around the city. And when you get to that seventh time, all that's been pent up inside of you, there's a shout that's inside of you. There is something that must come forth. And when you shout, walls are going to come down. Cities are going to open up. Favor is going to be released. And victory is yours, says the Spirit of the Lord. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves. The word sanctify means to consecrate yourselves, to purify yourselves, to set yourself apart. Or really kind of in the Hebrew, it's kind of backwards, but it really means to holy yourself. <laughs> which is an interesting phrase, to holy yourself, to purify yourself. I need you to get your mind and your heart ready. You look in, in, in Exodus 31, and the scripture says, I am the Lord who sanctifies you. And there are certain times where God will sanctify you. But then there are other moments where God says, you need to get involved in this process. And so that means that you need to cut away some things and take away some things that you do not need for where you're going. So you got to speak to somebody. There's some things that you've been carrying that you can't take for where you're going. Whew, come on, somebody. I'm closing my Bible so I don't keep looking at stuff because there's an anointing in this room. But there's some things that need to be sanctified. There's some things that you got to let go of. Let the Holy Spirit show you what those things are. But he says, sanctify yourselves, and here's your word, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. And the word wonders in the Hebrew is pala, P-A-L-A, which is wonders. It comes from the Hebrew root word Pele, which is P-E-L-E, which speaks of wonderful. Like in Isaiah 9, it says, His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. His name is Pele, and Pele is the one who releases Pelah, which is wonders. And, and, and then there's a word connected to Pelah called Pelah, which is P-A-L-A-L, which is, speaks of prayer. But it's not just any type of prayer. It's a prayer with an understanding that you're speaking to the authority. You're speaking to the one who is on the throne, who has the power, come on now, who has the might to do all these things and a whole lot more. You realize with Palal that you're speaking to the, the, the way maker and the promise keeper and the one who shines the light in the darkness. You're speaking to the one who is the Lord of Lords. He's the King of Kings. He's above all things. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. And there's a type of prayer where I move into a place called wonderful where I begin to pray to him in Pele, the wonderful one, and he releases Pala, which is signs and wonders and miracles. Sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do miracles, signs, wonders right before your very eyes.
I'm prophesying to somebody here. Basically, what's God saying? I need you to get land ready. Promise ready. Get your heart in gear. Get your mind in gear. Get your life in gear. And get ready for tomorrow. It's an acceleration. We were praying for that lady on Thursday night. Her name was Amber. About the surgery. And then Friday morning, we got the answer after the surgery. No cancer. Just like the word of the Lord said. And the doctor said, we were amazed. Just like the word was spoken. There's things that are happening and God's accelerating things. You're going to have to listen to the recording of last night to hear about the acceleration that's taking place in this house. But the word is acceleration. And you can say that word and understand that word. It sounds good. But, and, and, and we can believe in it. But when it happens, woo, when it begins to take place, all of a sudden, you got to keep up with the pace. you got to be ready to move. Because God's moving, and he's moving in this house, and he's moving in your life, and he's moving in this season, and I don't care what's going on out there. I don't care what the facts are out there. I don't care what the enemies look like in the promised land. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Somebody say yes. God's looking for a yes. Sometimes you just say, you can't even say yes. You just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's such a yes inside of you. You're just like, Lord, I say yes to your will. Yes to your way. Yes to your purpose. <laughs> yes to everything in my life. Woo. Somebody say, yeah. yeah. Now just lift up your hands here because I just want you to receive this word. And then we're just going to move into ministry. I don't even know what time it is. It doesn't matter. We're going to be here tonight too, right? What time's the service tonight? Six. Six. So we can go to at least 5.55 here. <laughs> Get your protein shake. We'll just call Grubhub. <laughs> Lord God, we just thank you. DoorDash, Uber Eats. Lord God, we thank you that you prepare a table before us. And you're setting things up in this moment. Ooh, there's hunger in this room right now for what you want to do in this time. We want to be a part of everything you're doing. We don't want to miss one thing. And so, Lord, I thank you for this house in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Ma'am, right there, yes, orange shirt, the pink. Yes, what's your name? Tiffany. The hand of the Lord is upon you. And what I see is you are an answer to prayer. You are an answer to prayer. Your life is an answer to prayer in your family. What God, again, has done has been good. But what God's about to do is absolutely amazing. You know that there's more. And there's more in store for your life. And it's like God's just saying, I'm about to open up doors for you where they have been shut. And I'm about to cause you to step into a place that is wide open. You felt like you've been hemmed in. Almost in a season where you even felt like you've been, it was like almost trapped in. Like just crushed in, pressed in. But God's about to open things wide in your life. There's great peace coming to your heart right now. I speak a word of resolution inside of you.
And I speak to all those days. Because here's why your answer to prayer. Because somewhere along the line, it's like you should be dead. It's like the assignment of the enemy would love to have killed you. But you're here by the grace of God. And it's amazing. But, 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 the, but the hand of the Lord is upon you in a mighty way, O woman of God. And great peace and great resolution comes to you right now. There's some things that God's allowing you to let go of. And I hear the word forgiveness is your portion where you just let it go because it's the key to your peace in this season. Don't hold on anymore. Just let it go because when you let release that thing, it's like it's called the law of, of relinquishment and receiving. And what that means is this. When you release, release it or re relinquish it, then all of a sudden your hands are free to be able to receive. You can't receive something when you're holding a bunch of stuff. And so what God wants you to receive in this moment is, first of all, an outpouring of his spirit on your life. And he wants to just pour out his spirit in such a powerful way by, way, by you're going to be unrecognizable to those around you, even to your own family members. It's like, what's up with Tiffany, right? Where you, you know, you, 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 uh, you, you can take a step and you move step and you move up step by step. But God's going to allow you to move to a place where you don't just move up staircases. You don't just move a little bit higher. You move another level. And so everything's changing now. Starting now. Everything changes now. And so you're going to step into a place where it's like, it's going to be that what we're talking about, this acceleration. And you, you, you're ready for it. I know you're ready for it. It's like enough is enough. I've, I, I've, had, I've had it with maintenance mode. I've had it with just going through the patterns, going through the circles. But God uses your muscle memory to bring down walled cities to give you victories in Jesus' name. This is a time of victory for you. This is a time of victory for your house. This is a time of victory for your finances. This is a time of victory all around you. And you're going to be unrecognizable, not only to your family, but to your friends and to people who watched you even in this last season. People have been watching you. And guess what? You are a model of the goodness of God. And so God pours out his spirit afresh on you. Let me come and anoint you right now. Because God pours out his spirit afresh on you, almighty woman of God. And again, he opens doors for you. Wide, spacious places he puts in front of you. And it's going to be a place where you're going to be like, look what God has done. Look what God has done. He's mighty. He's my shield. He's my defender. He's taking care of me. And he's provided for me. And so I release that now in your life, in Jesus' name. Is, this, is he with you? Your son, what's his name? Ty Christopher. Ty Christopher. What's up, bud? Can I pray for you? I'm just going to pray for you. Ty Christopher. What's your nickname? Ty. T-Y. Ty. Ty Christopher. Ty C. Let him see. Let us open up his eyes to see you. I thank you, Lord, for going deeper in Ty's life, revealing yourself to him. Let there be peace in his heart, peace in his journey. I thank you, Lord, for a spirit of excellence. I declare it over him now in Jesus' name. 
that he will be excellent in all that he does and every limitation lift off of him now in Jesus' name. Every limitation and every lie of the enemy be broken now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that you're going to mold him and make him a mighty man of God. In Jesus' name. Break the limits right now. Break the limitations off. And let him excel, even in school and education, Lord God. Break the limits off. Open it up, Lord God. Open up his mind to be able to comprehend and take in everything, Lord, and be able to apply it and use it and do it. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. How old are you, man? Fifteen. Good to meet you, bro. Let me see your eyes. There we go. Good to meet you, man. <laughs> Somebody need a touch in your body. I felt this healing mantle this morning when I woke up. Somebody need to touch your body. Just raise your hand. Get a touch in your body. Okay, I'm going to pray just across this room. Lord God, I thank you that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Just put your hand up so I know who you are. That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that quickening, life-giving, resurrection power of the Holy Spirit will come and flow through bodies right now. I thank you, Lord, that you are a healer. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are the one who becomes our healer when we need a healing. And I thank you now, Lord God, that you sent your word. You sent your word. You sent your healing word right to where we are. And you healed of us of all our sicknesses and diseases. I thank you, Lord God, for healing. The scripture says of the children of Israel that in the wilderness there was not one feeble among them. And that was even in a lesser covenant. But we've entered into a better covenant. Woo! With a better sacrifice. Woo, Lord God. And that healing is the children's bread. And so we partake of it right now. And we thank you for testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony. For the Spirit of the Lord speaks in this house and says, not a week's going to go by without a miracle. That I, he's accelerating with the acceleration. He's accelerating miracles. And so people are going to start coming to this place because they're going to find out that this is a place where people get healed. This is a place, I'm talking about tough cases, creative miracles. Now, this is a place that you need to go because this is where healing is released. And so the Spirit of the Lord says, I'm causing this to increase in this house in an amazing way. So somebody needs to press in for the miracles. Somebody needs to press in for the power of God. I'm telling you, I was watching this video, and I want to speak this in this house. I was watching this, this old video, and, 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 and it was on YouTube, and they were having this, it was a retirement service for these pastors who had pastored for 40 years. And the pastor got up and he shared this testimony. I want you to hear this because I want to declare this in this house now. He said, the first three years of the church, people were dying, people were having bankruptcies, there were divorces, even some children passed away. And the pastor got up on a Sunday morning. He's telling his testimony. 
at his retirement service, and he said, I got up and I just said, enough is enough. He said, if this Bible, if Jesus went around doing miracles, and in this Bible he said to us, greater works you shall do because I go to the Father, then that means that we have available to us greater works. And so we need to step into this. And on that Sunday, they made a covenant together as a church family. And from that day forward, he said, for the next 37 years of our ministry, not one child died before their time. Not one young person died. 37 years. Not one middle-aged person died. The only people that did pass away were in their late 80s and 90s because they had run their course or whatever God had for them. But he was like, what happened was, was when somebody would get sick, we'd get a diagnosis. The church would come together and they would create a 24-hour prayer chain. And they would literally come to the church and take an hour at a time or two hours at a time and they would pray. They said, when somebody got sick, we'd say, for three days, we're just going to have a prayer meeting until we hear the report. And they said, he said, in this, in this video, he said, not one case went past two days. And it was because the church understood the power of the Word of God and the promises of the Word of God. And they made a covenant according to that and said, this is going to be a house of healing. Let me declare that 37-year anointing in praise church in Jesus name how many, how, how many want to come into a covenant like that I'm telling you there's something about healing in this house right now that's being released in this room I'll keep prophesying as the Lord has me, and I will tonight, all night long, because we have nowhere to go. I don't have my flight till like 10.45 tomorrow to go back to Dallas. So we'll just take our sweet time if you want to, as long as I have energy. <laughs> but there is a covenant that God wants to cut with this house, where he's like, this is going to be a house of healing. Let me declare physical healing, creative miracles. I'm talking about authority over not only cancer and tumors and diseases, but autoimmune conditions and things like autism and ADHD. What if, what if there was a place where you didn't have to necessarily come and get a pill, but you came and get huh, what you need? Where you say, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. You know, there's some people in this room right now. I, I feel the fire of the Holy Spirit here. You know that God's called you to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Just move here real quick. Move here. I, I got to put my hand on your hand. Just move here. I'm just gonna just you can just I'm gonna lay my hand on your hand and we're just gonna pray for an impartation. You go back to your seat, but release it now in Jesus' name. Release it now in Jesus' name. Release it now in Jesus' name. Impart healing. Let the healing anointing be released in this house. We thank you for signs and wonders and miracles. Release it, release it, release it. Woo! Release it, release it, release it, release it in Jesus' name. Release it, the healing anointing. There it is. There it is. There it is. Hey! Fire gods all over you. Thank you for your anointing. Release the healing anointing. 
We thank you, Lord. You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord God. Release the healing anointing. Release the fire of God is going forth. Release the healing anointing. Release the healing anointing. Release it. Release it. We thank you, Lord, for the impartation of the healing anointing. There it is. 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 Yes, it is. Amen. There it is. We thank you, Lord, for this multi-generational healing anointing. In Jesus' name, being released through the generations. And through your generation. Who else? Release the healing anointing. Release it, Lord. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. You know something interesting just happened. Woo! Did I get that lady back here? Did I get you? Woo! I'll come to you. There it is. There it is. There it is. Thank you, Lord. I hear the Lord just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm causing strength to come into your hips, to your knees, to your joints. Causing the blood flow. The blood to flow. No neuropathy in Jesus' name. Woo! No joint pain in Jesus' name. Speak to arthritis. Go. I speak to your spine. Be healed. From the top of your head to the sole of your feet, a woman of God. Strength comes in the name of Jesus. Be healed. You got more to do. You got more to do. You're not through. I said you got more to do. Your assignment's not done. There's so much faith that you have to impart into people. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. You are a mighty woman of faith. Some people ask, how do you make it? By faith. How do you drive around your car? By faith. Woo! What do you have in your tank? Faith. And you're a woman of faith, and you impart faith to other people, and you change atmospheres and rooms. And when people get around you, they are encouraged. They're full of life. And God uses you to help bring other people into victory and I hear the spirit of the Lord say you have prayed for many people and you've warred with many people and you've helped many people but the Lord says it's your turn this is your moment and so he raises you up in this time and he says you're not through you're not done so be encouraged because God wants to use you in a mighty mighty way and so I thank you Lord for healing in this body now Raise her up by the same spirit that raised Jesus up out of that tomb, out of that grave. Raise her up in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Something happened. You know, I was doing an intercessors conference about three weeks ago. And I was invited to do this intercessors conference. And one of the things I told them was, one of the things we don't understand in the kingdom is, if you're a Christian, then you're an intercessor. If you're a Christian, you do to do miracles. And for some reason in the church world, we have departments for worship and departments for intercession and departments to do our evangelism for us when all of us are called Come on now. 
every single one of us are called to these things. And so what I'm hearing in my spirit today is very interesting, and, and we'll just see how this goes. But I heard yesterday acceleration, but today I hear activation. I hear activation. That God's activating something inside of you that you've only been waiting for. You've been waiting for it. Woo, you've been waiting for it. Man and woman of God, this is your season. Because you've been through some seasons. This is your season of great joy. The Lord's turning some things right now in your lives. And it's really amazing what he's doing because it's like you all have been praying and saying, God, we want to see you. And we need to see you move in our family, across the board, and in our lives, and even in our finances. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord say that he's moving on your behalf. Whew, even as you press into him. Your wife has been praying. She's been holding this thing in. I know you're thankful for her. Because she's, she, she, she's just been one who's just not let go. And the Lord has heard her prayers and her cries. And so God says that even man of God, I'm doing miracles right now. God first of all starts with miracles even in your body. And he causes just, just for healing to enter into your bloodstream and into your body and bring regulation uh, and restoration in your body. You're a hard worker, man. And, and, you, and you'll do anything. You know, you, you, you take care of your family. But I hear the Lord say, I'm taking care of you. And I'm resting my spirit upon you. And I'm going to cause my glory to be upon you, O man of God. And I'm touching your house. And I'm touching your family. And this is your son. I'm touching your son. And the Spirit of the Lord comes upon him. What's his name? David. That's a wonderful name. Beloved of God. That's my father's name. That's my middle name. David. That's a good name. Yes. Okay. Well, David, the hand of God is on you. And you have a, a very amazing faith that God has given you, David. And, and, and it's like, just like wild faith. Like you believe God can do anything. And guess what? God can do anything. And he is in your heart and he's in your life. And he comes in this season, David, to even just even desires and things that you have in your heart. He comes and says he sees every one of those things. And he gives you peace. And one of the things I speak to you is good sleep, is good rest in your body where you're just going to lay your head down on the bed and you're just going to lay back and you're not going to wake up in the night and any kind of tremors, any kind of movement, any kind of activity that tries to stir you, it's not going to affect you anymore. You're going to sleep and it's going to be good and God's going to use you. And guess what, David? You're going to touch people. You're going to touch people. You already do. People see you and they smile. Look at your smile. <laughs> Look at your smile. You, you know what? You impact people. And guess what? God's going to use you. And there's actually going to be people in heaven because of your testimony, because of the faithfulness of God. Yeah, the enemy wanted to take you out. The enemy wanted you to not be here. But guess what? You're here. And God's grace rests upon you. And you are powerful. And so you will. Put up your hand. Put up your hand. You will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And all you have to say is, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And people are going to be healed. 
Start doing it. Start doing it. Start believing it because it's powerful. God visits your family. And he, he, he causes you to see with your eyes. The scripture says, David said, I would have fainted. Well, first of all, he says, I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging for bread. And then he said, I would have fainted unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Sir, you're going to see the goodness of the Lord. Your best days are right in front of you. And God's leading you into this place. And so he brought you to sit in this seat here today, specifically in this moment, because he wants you to know that he's about to cause blessing to come upon your life. Woo! And I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, get your roots down deep because roots create fruit. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Come on, somebody give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. <laughs> do we want to take a break and come back tonight or do you want me to keep going are y'all coming back tonight y'all coming back tonight some of y'all alright come back tonight if you can because we're going to there's going to be a heavy anointing in this room amen Woo, where was that lady oh you yes I grabbed your hand What's your name? Shirley. Shirley. The Lord is in this place. <laughs> That's what I was going to preach about. <laughs> Genesis 28. Maybe I'll get to it tonight for you. But Shirley, wow. God's presence is all over you. Mighty hand of God is on you. And one of the things I just hear the Lord say is, even just as we've been praying, is, Healing just comes to you right now. He renews your youth like the eagles. There it is. He renews it like the eagles. One of the burdens that you've had is for your family to know Jesus and to not walk away from him, but to serve him all the days of their lives. And the Lord's heard your prayer. It's like you've been the one standing in the gap. And there's one that have, ones have known the Lord, but somewhere along the line, they got burned out, they got tired. The enemy tried to snatch them. But the Lord's heard your prayer. And so we speak salvation, household salvation in your family. Keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking, because God's going to do it, and you're going to see it, and you're going to rejoice. This is a season of rejoicing. This is a season of rejoicing. You've been tired. You've been very tired. But I just see that, when I said, renewed energy, renewed vigor, renewed life comes into your, into your bones and into your muscles and into your sinews. I thank you for renewal, renewal taking place right now. Ooh, the glory of the Lord is just coming upon you. There it is. There it is. There it is. 
Uh. <laughs> there it is. It's the presence of God. There's other people in this room right now. The presence of God just coming on you. Come on, just, just receive. Receive right now. Receive, receive. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Ma'am, what's your name here in the front row here? Bernice, stand up here. Come, come here. Huh? You knew I was coming for you? Yeah. I believe it. Because that's that, that's that prophetic side of you. You are a seer. You see things in the spirit. And you know things. And you declare things. And God wants to use that gift with a breaker anointing. A freedom anointing. A deliverance anointing. I see God loosening your tongue to declare his word to people. With authority and with power. When you pray, things happen. Who think? I mean, I mean, literally, hell shakes when you show up because you're mighty in God and you're powerful in the Spirit. And so, the thing that I see for you is not only the prophetic thing, but also I just, gosh, why I grabbed your hand and brought you forward is that's what God's doing. He's bringing you forward in this hour. He already has brought you from the back to the front. <laughs> but now he's bringing you forward to step into a new level in him. And the revelation, because there's a spirit of revelation that's resting upon you. The revelation that God's going to give you. The insight that God's going to give you. The knowledge that God's going to give you. You're going to share with other people. And you're going to release it to other people. Everywhere you go. I said the scripture this morning. Every place, Joshua 1.3 the sole of your foot treads. The Lord says, I've given it to you. Understand that God has given you territory, a woman of God. And there's been a dream inside of you, not only to prophesy the word of the Lord, but also there's business inside of you. And I don't go around saying this very often unless I see it because I don't like, I don't like when prophets take advantage of moments and, and use words for, for hype. I don't like that. But I see multi-millions, millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars flowing through your hands because you're a good steward and God can trust you with the business that he's giving you. But I don't just hear business, I hear businesses because I hear multiplication of the concept. It's like right now you're in the model development stage. And you're, but you're going to impart excellence. Woo! Because it's not just a brand, which is nice, but there's something behind the brand. There's a person behind the brand. There's a spirit behind the brand that is powerful. And there's an excellence that you're going to impart into people. And so you will employ many people. You will provide jobs for many people. But what the Lord is going to do is he's going to bless the business, not just for money and also not just for kingdom investment, which that's what you will be as a kingdom investor. You will invest in the kingdom 
and God will show you how to invest and where to invest. And that's nice, but God will actually bless the business because it will be a launching pad into other arenas of influence because God will use you as a voice in different arenas where you will be recognized for the excellence and you'll be recognized because okay, this lady has some kind of model, this is unique, but you'll be recognized, but the recognition is because of influence, because you're going to influence people in different arenas for me, says the Spirit of the Lord. For you're not only going to be a kingdom investor, but you're going to be a kingdom ambassador. And it's not something that you're going to be, actually it's something that you already are. It's just going to evolve and get bigger and it's going to grow and it's going to grow. And you're going to mentor other people. Woo! And you're going to show people even how to do it. And it's going to be absolutely powerful. And people in high places, you're going to be interviewed. I see you're going to be interviewed by media. Because they're going to, your name, your the, the, your name and your reputation is going to get out there. It's going to be so powerful, a woman of God. Now put out your hands because there's a Joseph anointing resting upon you. Well, the scripture says about Joseph that everything he put his hand to do, he prospered. Mm. And so everything you put your hand to do, you're going to prosper. The spirit of excellence rests upon you. And so we just lay hands on these hands right now and we bless this business and we thank you for multiplication, Lord God. We lay hands on this mind right now. Let the thoughts of God, God thoughts, God ideas, God concepts, God inventions, God innovations, let them be released through her, I pray. In Jesus' name. See, see, out of loss out of loss comes forth blessing. What you've lost, God says, I'm restoring and I'm giving you better than ever, than ever before. And so the pain of loss is lifting now. You've gone through grieving, you've gone through mourning and it lifts. Woo, there it is. It lifts off of you. And he turns your mourning into dancing. He turns your sorrow into joy. He gives you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Woo. You know something? There's a, there's a garment in this house called praise. Whoa. Can you imagine everyone coming in this house gets a garment? At a church called praise... And they get a garment called praise. That sounds like a, like a name brand, praise. What kind of garments do you have? Praise. What you wearing? Praise. What were you wearing before? Heaviness. But then I came here and my brand changed. Woo, this is good stuff. I'm getting a revelation up in here. Y'all need like, a, like a, a brand here. Praise, clothing line. In Jesus' name. And so it lifts today. Loss lifts. Loss goes. In Jesus' name. Is this, are you related? Come on up.
Come on down. You're the next contestant on The Prophecy. What's your name? Shalimar. Woo! Hand of God's on you. It's like, y'all are a powerful team, right? And like, she got your blind spots. She got your back. Because this is the seer. You're the prophetic seer. You see things that other people don't see. And you tell people, watch out. Don't do that. Don't go there. Don't stay with them. There's a word with the insight of wisdom that comes where when you begin to see it, God gives you the exact words to speak to it. And it's like, I don't know how to say this, but I don't know if this has already happened or it's going to happen or it's just part of who you are. But there's certain times where you're going to have to speak up and tell people some things that they may not want to hear. But what you have to say is actually going to save their life. Wow. This is, this is very deep. I mean, we're in deep waters here now. This is like waters to swim in. Literally going to save their life. And God uses you as a walking, roaming, moving, divine appointment for people. This is why you have to stay in it. This is why the warfare has been so great. Because there's been a lot of warfare. And you've taken a lot of hits. And you've taken hits for other people. And you've taken stands that have been unpopular sometimes. And so that's why the warfare. Understand the, there's a purpose behind the warfare. In fact, I declare Psalm 144. Read it. Because it talks about warfare with a purpose. Now, if you read your Bible, it won't say that. But that's my title for 144 warfare with a purpose because there's a purpose behind the warfare so understand what you have experienced and gone through in the different seasons has actually been that thing that's given you like we said earlier the muscle to be able to do what you do and go where you go and say what you say she's not the only one who's going to be blessed in the house you are too because God gives you the ability to replicate. He gives you the ability to impart and pour in. To create, huh, like Paul created Timothy. He, he raised up Timothy. Like Moses, he raised up Joshua. God gives you the ability to mentor. Wow. And to pour into people. And so in this season, I just see the Lord just saying, you know what? Some of this warfare you've been going through, he's just he's saying, I am your shield and I'm your exceeding great reward. I am your shield, Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, and I am your exceedingly great reward. I am your shield. Woo! He doesn't just send you a shield. He is your shield. And he doesn't just send you rewards. He is your reward. And he takes care of you. And he takes care of all your needs. And he takes care of all your desires and wants and things that you've been looking to him for. He knows every single tear. He knows whew, every single moment. Wow. 
where you've cried out to him. He's been there. He's been with you. Even go back into your childhood now. He's there. He's there. You're strong, but you've been through a lot. And there's been painful things that have happened. Painful words that have been spoken. And relationships that were broken. But God comes to bring healing. Because he's raising up his soldier, his warrior, his fighter in this time. Because you're a walking testimony of the faithfulness and the goodness of God. And when you begin to share your testimony, you begin to stand with people, they're going to know, if he did it for her, he can do it for me. Whoo! It's like everywhere you go, you're just going to upgrade people. You're a walking upgrade. People who've been low, people who have been hurt, people who have been in pain, God raises you up. The other thing I hear is this, is <laughs> you will do miracles. You will lay hands on people as we prayed this morning. I want you to hear this. And they shall recover. Sickness and disease. Whoo, God's going to give you an authority over Because God calls you into the secret place. He calls you into a place of intercession like you've never known before. So step into it. Move into that place because he is going to meet you there. And there you're going to find a whole new level in him that's going to change everything. So I bless you all. I can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait to see what unfolds. Because the blessing of the Lord is upon you and your entire family. So you go back and make announcements to some of them. say why the warfare so we're gonna you're gonna lay hands on him that's why we said the miracles we'll start right with your family who's this here oh he's the one oh oh this is wow this is quite a family y'all are powerful okay well you're you're gonna lay hands on him Come, sir. We're going to pray right now. So what did the doctor say? I just want to know what the doctor said first. I love to hear what doctors say. I work in the medical field, so. Symptoms, strokes, symptoms, is that, is that what they said? 
One of the things I'm hearing with this and is, okay, is God wants to heal you in your sleep. And we're going to lay hands on you. But there's rest coming to you in your body right down to the cellular level. And it's like your sleep has been interrupted. And it's like, I hear deprivation, sleep deprivation is connected to this, that it's even beyond medication, and that God wants to cause sleep to be restored to you, restorative sleep to take place. Like you're just going to lay your head on the pillow and just be able to go to sleep and just wake up the next morning without having waken up in the night multiple times. Because there's, it's like your sleep cycles have been broken. I'm just seeing this. And so God wants to deal with that deprivation. And that's part of what's going on with the mind as well. Um, I'm, just, I'm just declaring what I'm seeing, okay? I'm not a doctor. <laughs> but at the same time, I think there's, there's other things that are connected with it. Also, yes, and you want healing. And the other thing is I just see God just lifting burdens off of you right now. You carry, you've been carrying a lot, you know. And, uh, you know, I just... You know, he's the glory and the lifter. And so you feel that hand on your shoulder. I'm kind of putting a little bit extra weight. But when he lifts, you see that? See that? That's kind of just weighing you down. I just see you've just been weighed down, burdened down. I'm not trying to hurt, hurt you at all. I'm just showing you the weight. It's like the weight of your world, world's been on your shoulders. And then he's the glory and the lifter. You can take a deep breath and fill your lungs. Just right, just just breathe. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's something connected here where God's lifting the burdens off of you now because you're a mighty man of God. You're a lover of the presence of God. You're a lover of the word of God. You're a lover of the house of God. You love your pastors. You love your church folk. You love everything to do with God, everything. And you're just like, God, I want to be healed. But I just see that there's just like more going on than what even medical can describe. And so God just comes and he lifts it off. And then he causes great sleep, great rest to come upon you in Jesus' name. Now, your daughter's going to come and lay hands on you. And just pray over him right now because God's doing a work. Healing, Father God. I ask you to touch him right now, Father God. No blood pressure, Father God. No medicine. We're declaring no medicine, total healing, and better sleep, Father God. In your name, Jesus, right now, Father God, I ask you to come through his body. Feel him to the top of his head and the soles of his feet, Father. In your name, Jesus, amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, ma'am. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. This is a blessed family. Wow. Amen. All right, we're going we're gonna to believe for a good report. Woo! We're going to believe for a good report. Amen? 
Well, shall we take a break? And then we'll come back. Y'all come back now, you hear? <laughs> Amen. We're going to receive an offering for our brother. And uh, we want a blessing. Amen. You know, the, the Shunammite woman it just sticks with me here. And um, she had a lot of needs and a lot of wants in her life. And the man of God would pass through the city and she went to her husband. She says, let's make a chamber for him. And let's put a bed and a, a stool, a chair, candlesticks in there. And they made it right. So every time he would come to town, he would be able to lodge there, to rest there, but also was able to see what needed to take place in the city. I think that was the most important thing. And I believe when God sends us a prophet, that we don't need to just put them in a lodge, feed them, so that they can hear what needs to take place in the city. But we also need to minister to them to bring provisions in their life. They have electric bills just like we do, water bills.